Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. You're listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. This one is called The Pants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing, where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yeah! I'm Daryl. And I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting from our mom's garage in Culver City, the heart of Screenland. Oh, yeah. I'm really excited about today's show. Mm-hmm. Uh, today's show is titled... My Big Break Was a Humble Job in Hollywood. That's right. It's the Hollywood special edition of oh, Funniest yeah. Thing. We have a very exciting guest, Sister Rose, the movie reviewing nun. Yes. We have the Daily Word, which just happens to be Divine Order. Divine Perfect. Order. Matches Divine perfect. Order. Yeah. And before we get too far ahead of ourselves, uh, we always like to start off each <sighs> show with three breaths. And these three breaths, because we're going to be referring to this later as a source yes. of inspiration... Is from foreshadowing. A, is from a book called um, "The Game, Game of Life and How to Play It" by Florence Scovel Shin, which just coincidentally, I I actually purchased about twenty five years ago from the uh, Unity Church at Diamond Head uh, in Honolulu. A little more foreshadowing. That's right. We're going to talk about that too. So uh, before we get too far, Ed, do you want to lead us in three? centering breaths all right so today's little mantra comes from florence scovel shin's book and it's very simple so we're gonna do three breaths together and uh seeing as divine order is rolling through everything today the simple phrase we're going to be using is i have a wonderful job in a wonderful way i give wonderful service for wonderful pay so we'll start now On the inhale, we'll say, I have a wonderful job in a wonderful way. 
I give wonderful service for wonderful pay. Inhale. I have a wonderful job in a wonderful way. Exhale. I give wonderful service for wonderful pay. Ready? Inhale. I have a wonderful job in a wonderful way. I give wonderful service for wonderful pay. Just like that, Gabby, our postal pit bull, has arrived with the funniest thing mailbag. Thank goodness. I'm sorry for that. Well, at least it opened up the door and let some air in here. What has she got for us today? Let's see here. Our first bit of mail comes from Katie Tyre from Bowie, Maryland. Wow. Yeah, all the way from Maryland. We have a, this is the second letter that's come from Maryland. Different person. So let's see here. I find I watch very little TV hate reality shows and violence sometimes at the end of the day i'm too tired to read so listening to some radio is soothing and i'm finding unity is not full of far-right religious zealots zealots it's good stuff yay thanks for leading me to unity radio they have some great programs on i found one last night on dream interpretation something i have been interested in wow thank you uh katie we're glad we can help you introduce to other shows i I mean, it's nice that she didn't mention anything about our show, <laughs> but uh, we enjoy getting mail, whether yeah. you love us or not. Right, right. She said, yeah, I listened to your show, but thankfully what I heard <laughs> after, it really struck my fans. <laughs> so uh, thank you, Katie. Um, on the, the, cat, the cat phone this week, I got some great messages. Uh, oh, that's right. People going crazy for our last joke reader, Elliot, over the last two weeks. Someone uh, said, uh, hope you plan to keep the joke reader. He's good. So that was from Venice, California. Another person from Tustin, California said, uh, let's see here. The show was great today. He sure is good. Referring to Elliot Biagioti, the joke reader. Uh, they, she also liked the guest. So we got a lot of positive stuff coming back in. I do have bad news, though. Elliot's a very busy young man. That's and true. he only had two weeks off for spring, uh, spring break. So yes. he had to go back to school. So maybe in the future we'll have some more jokes from Elliot. Right. And getting back to today's topic. Um, wait, wait, wait. Before you get back into today's topic. What do we got? Today, we want to encourage listeners to tweet live. That's right. They can tweet live and we'll respond to their tweets if we can figure out how to use Twitter. That's right. That's right. If we can juggle all this technology. Uh, yeah, we got two cell phones going and a uh, laptop. And so how do they t- tweet us? They could tweet us by using the at symbol, Daryl and Ed, one word, Daryl and Ed, or hashtag with Daryl and Ed and, and just include their question or comment. And we'll uh, try to answer it or read it on the air during today's show live if we can, if we know how, if we can Beautiful. retrieve it. Oh, wait. So getting back to today's topic. Go for it. My big break was a humble job in Hollywood, which has a lot to do with divine order, turning things over. And it's actually uh, a fascinating um, topic because this is one of those things where you know, you have something you'd really love to do. Right. And how do you get there? 
That is the million-dollar question, isn't it? Yeah, it's the million-dollar question, and the and the mm-hmm. tendency to just think, okay, I want to make this happen, so I gotta, you know, push, push and shove, push and, and shove, <laughs> push and shove, push and shove. But that never works. No. So what happened to me was um, I was back in New York. And I was having somewhat of a successful career as an artist, and it was kind of – I was shifting gears. And I wanted to start doing some video, like working in video or film. And at that time, the only access I really had to doing it – this was way before YouTube – was I would just do little short little documentaries on things that I really enjoyed. And at that time, I was, believe it or not, working as a doorman at the – Four Seasons Hotel in New York ah. City. And uh, that's a whole, that's for a whole nother episode. But the guys that I worked with were so, such great characters. Did the Jeffersons live in your building? No, they did not. Okay. They did not. But other people showed up. Okay. And uh, come on, name a couple people that rolled through there. Rolled, okay. We had uh, Robert Duvall, Dustin Hoffman. Uh, we had uh, 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 a king, a king from Africa, Babadi. We had uh, Michael Jackson was staying in the penthouse then. Beautiful. And it was all hush-hush. What about the two little dudes? Oh, wait, the guy, yeah. Uh, the brothers from ACDC, two of the best, nicest guys I had ever met uh, in my life. Okay. And, uh, but anyway, I, I, these guys, the doormen were so fascinating. I said, you know what? I really love doing this. I'm going to make a little documentary of uh, the doormen. So I made this little documentary, had a blast doing it. Right. And that's the whole thing. The fun was just in the magic. I was telling my artist buddies, oh, you don't get it. This is like painting with sound and, and pictures. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I was getting tired of just doing painting paintings. Right. So one of the uh, – somehow or another, one of these videos when I was finished got in the hands of one of the guests. Now, this was before YouTube? This was way before YouTube. Right, right. So not everyone was making videos at this point. It wasn't quite – I think I think we have a dog barking. Is that Gabby? Let's go see. Hang on. The postal pit bull. Does she have another piece of mail for us? Hmm. What is it, Gabby? Well, Gabby wants to tell us that we are having a great show. What else? Oh, our guest has arrived. So we'll be waiting in the green room. What else, Gabby? Daryl will be right back to finish his story about Divine Order. It's a great day. Sister Rose is here. Sister Rose is here. I thought that's what Gabby was saying. So we now have a nun on hand. So if you tweet in any nun-related questions, we're now capable of answering those as well. Or jokes. Jokes. So uh, anyway, one of the uh, one of the guests got a hold of the video. So you made your video made about my video. the door. It was about the doorman. About correct? the doorman, and, and I, I I used you know I paid for it with all my own money, and then I of course right. I get, it was just for me, you know, yes. and no YouTube, nowhere to really show it anywhere, mm-hmm. and I gave copies. I bought copies for all the doormen that were in it, and right. it was really just a fun thing. Well, little did I know, one of the doormen was tight with the director Joel Schumacher. You know, you get to know some of the celebrities on a regular basis. You, you know, you, they become like acquaintances you talk to a little bit. And I guess one of them was close to Joel Shoemaker. So about a week later, I get this letter sent to me via the, you know, through the Four Seasons and from Warner Brothers Studios. And it, and we got it right here. You want to read it? I remember it? it like it was yesterday. 
Make the sound of the envelope opening. Dear Daryl, this is fantastic. You guys are all stars, and you're a great director. I underlined that part so you know I'm sincere. Also, God bless you all, and I hope to see you soon. In the meantime, you guys might get a laugh out of this tape that I sent you. Happy spring, Joel Schumacher. Okay, so uh, what I saw that as is when I saw, when I read, you guys are all stars and you're a great director and underlined, I mean, that's fine. I mean, it was very nice, but it just sent off these delusions of grandeur. And I started thinking, oh, what he said is come out to Los Angeles and I'll help you. You know, you could work with me. Right. And that's it. You know, we're going to be, you know, you're going to be my right hand man. Very I love Lucy. Yeah, it didn't say that at all. So within a few weeks, me and my wife, had, we, I said, come on, she was into acting at the time, so it made perfect sense. Within a few weeks, we, we landed in Los Angeles. And let me tell you, in the beginning, it was a lot of fun because uh, we were spotting celebrities. Right, right. And we're driving by, um, you know, familiar places we'd see in films and TVs, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know what would it be called? Uh, locations you know of homes like from the brady bunch and all this stuff man's chinese theater yeah all this stuff and we were like wow this is great it was so incredible we would start seeing familiar looking people mm-hmm. and we'd whisper to each other i think that's someone i think that's someone famous <laughs> you know even though they they weren't i think that happened to we us. still do that <laughs> <laughs> yeah that happened to us the other day we thought we saw kid in play at at, at one of the local <laughs> restaurants, we even checked on our phone. Go, yeah, that's him. I could tell. That's him. He just gained a little weight. It was very inspiring that he had given up the old look. Yeah, the old look of kid in play. And then about twenty minutes into, <laughs> we're like, that's not kid in play. <laughs> so, so anyway, but now what's happening is I'm out here and I'm starting to think, you know, now my credit, our credit card balance is starting to go up and up sure, and up. Sure. And I'm thinking, oh my god, this was a big mistake. You know, Joel Schumacher, I had a cordial conversation on the phone, and that was it. You know, so I'm like, man, you know, maybe, maybe I made a big mistake. You know, so I started doing. You know, I was reading throughout my whole. You know, I go through all of these books. I was reading Florence Scovel Shin, and mm-hmm. and I love that. You know, a wonderful job in a wonderful way. I give wonderful service for a wonderful way. And I figured out my budget. And I figured if worse came to worse, if I just netted 10 bucks an hour, we'd be okay. And I started, you know, two applications a day. The only requirement for the job is that netted 10 bucks a day. You know, and I'm thinking, well, nothing happens by mistake. You know, divine order. Sure. Uh, Maybe I'll learn something. Who knows? Maybe my art career will take off out here, right? $10 Ten ten dollars a day. Ten dollars an hour. $10 sorry, ten dollars an hour. Take home. Mm-hmm. So uh, this goes on and nothing. Then out of the blue, an acquaintance, a neighbor, comes up to me and says, "Hey, um, Daryl, you're looking for work, right?" I said, "Yeah," you know, because I had mentioned it. And he said, "Well, you're an artist, right?" And I said, "Oh yeah, I'm an artist." And he goes, "Great," because my mom is looking for an artist to help with a job, and I'm thinking. Nothing happens by mistake. There you go. Maybe I came out here. I'm going to kickstart my art career. All my friends in New York are going to be excited. Right. That's what this is about. I didn't need to make movies. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, okay. And he goes, yeah, uh, that's good because uh, it's to dip neon tubes into paint, to paint neon tubes, dip them into paint, and then hang them up to dry. <laughs> and I went, what the? And all of a sudden, my ego starts going, you just had, you exhibited with Andy Warhol. You had a solo show in New York. 
You and now you're going to be on an assembly line, like a sweatshop in in downtown Los Angeles. Little did you know you're in the beginning of Karate Kid when he was waxing on and waxing off. Oh, I had no idea. But right. you know what? Humility born out of desperation. I just I said, "How much is it?" And he said, 10 bucks an hour." Bing. So I was just like, "Well, divine order." Next day, I am literally worse than what I imagined. I'm in a shed with no respirator, dipping <laughs> thousands by myself, tiny little neon tubes. Yeah. But I just I you know, I decided to just swim with the current right so every day i'm doing you know i have a wonderful job and wonderful uh-huh. way i give wonderful service for a wonderful day and as the days went on i started to, my job it was like meditation uh-huh. and then i started getting excited about how many more i could do each day than the previous day right and every time um the the my friend's mom her name was barbara ryan very sweet woman she'd come with more you know tubes and she'd say to me i'm so grateful you took this job because I couldn't get anyone else to take it. It was wonderful. About a thousand tubes later, she comes in and says, okay, that's it. We're all done with the, you know, the tubes. And I'm thinking, right. oh, well, now what? I'm starting to enjoy this job. Yes. You know? And what I was doing on my time off to keep that fire alive, I was, me and my wife would go out with our video camera. And we'd still film like little skits yes. to keep that creative side alive. And there was right. no YouTube, so it was just for us. You know, Before right. she went to work and she was working as a waitress, before I went here mm-hmm. or after work, and the two of us would make these funny little skits on video. And then Barbara says, well, uh, that's it with this, but would you like to stay on and uh, work on the set, installing the tubes? I'm like, on the set? What are you talking about? Wow. So I said, of course, I have no other job. It turns out she's telling me the story that Larry Albright, the owner of this company that I was painting the neon tubes for, was this Academy Award winning lighting designer for like Close Encounters, Star uh-huh. Wars. He did the Michael Jackson, Billy Jean video. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. I love yeah, that. that lit up the sidewalk. Yes. Oh, that was incredible. So I was like, wow. So now next thing you know, the week later, I'm at Simi Valley and there's this miniature Las Vegas on this airstrip outside, right. a miniature Hard Rock sign that was to be my baby. I was going to build this from the Hard Rock Hotel, exactly right. one fifteenth scale. And all I knew is we were making this for a, a special effect where this giant plane model mm-hmm. was going to come crashing through this and then through the model okay. Las Vegas. And I was like, man, this is just like, I mean, watching those shows behind the scenes of Star Wars, it looked that incredible. And now yes. I'm like, I have a wonderful job in a wonderful way. Right. You know, and I'm building this thing and finally get the guitar, the whole Hard Rock Hotel sign and the top of the Hard Rock Hotel lit up perfectly. That was my thing and built it out. And now I fire this thing up with all these transformers and I notice this... This smells like fresh air, like fresh spring air. Uh-huh. And I had this hunch, like, well, I don't know if this is good for me. Because usually when things smell the good to me, right. they're usually bad for me. Yes. So I call over the art director, Mike Stewart, and I said, Mike, uh, is it okay for me to be breathing this? Because it smells like delicious spring air. Right. And Mike Stewart says, come on, Fazaro, you're the electrical engineer. You should know. <laughs> And here's where I had one of those chances to like fib to get what I think I want or tell the truth and just let the card. Yeah. So I said, I'm not an electrical engineer. I got hired off the street to paint neon tubes for 10 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. And he goes, yeah, right. Well, listen, Larry Albright, you know, this part's done. 
And so Larry Albright's contract. Wait, let's stop right here because we're about to go to the break. Yes. I want to hear the shocking conclusion to this story. Yes. So coming up after the break, we'll hear the end of this story. We'll get the daily word and the message, maybe a joyful simpleton's tip of the day. Oh, and rock and roll. Oh, and a reading from the book of rock and roll Psalms. So thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio. This one is called The Pants. Take eight. If you've been inspired by the programming on Unity Online Radio, we hope you'll give your support so others may be inspired too. This online radio network depends on the love offerings of listeners to continue operating and expand its outreach. Please visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you. Jenny is looking for an adventure. I love new cities, the culture, the architecture, the food. Joy prefers a little R&R. Just give me a book and cozy chair along the ocean, and maybe a massage or spa treatment. Both are spiritually minded. The cave temples in Sri Lanka sound amazing. What a life-changing experience. Studying Eastern spirituality, going right to the source, it's the journey of a lifetime. Both Jenny and Joy will find exactly what they're seeking on Spirit of the East, a 14-day voyage from Singapore to Mumbai. And so will you. Join us April 17th to May 1st, 2013. Spirit of the East, a perfect blend of relaxation and adventure. Explore more at unity.org slash spiritoftheeast. Did you know that you are supported in your quest to create a more fulfilling life? In fact, spiritual psychology suggests that the key to purposeful living lies in your ability to embrace all of who you are and everything life has brought your way. Jesse Harriet wants to talk with you about how to do just that, being yourself and becoming yourself. That's what living on purpose is all about. Call in with your questions and comments for Jesse live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Central on Living on Purpose, where we blend psychology and ancient wisdom, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. You're listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. If you have a question or comment about today's show, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, friend us on Facebook at Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, or email us at funniestthing at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to Funniest Thing. All right. Welcome back to The Funniest Thing, where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. That's true. And before the break, Daryl was telling us how he went from NYC doorman to 
when we left off, you were working on the set. That's right. I was working on a set. And yeah, stopped. you were working on the Building set. Building a miniature. And uh, you had just been approached by who? Mike Stewart, the art director of the film we were working on, which was Con Air. And we didn't know much more than that other than we were building this miniature Las Vegas. I had just completed uh, my job, which was the Hard Rock Hotel sign for the climax of the film when this plane was going to come crashing through it. And I, I, like I had mentioned earlier, I lit up the sign. All the neon came on perfectly. But these transformers were giving off a like gas, these fumes that smelled like delicious spring air. And I, like I said, I got concerned because I was really enjoying the smell of this. And I yeah. thought, well, if I enjoy, you know, most of the time, if, it, if I really enjoy the smell of something, it's usually not good for me. So <laughs> I'd call over Mike Stewart, the art director, and I said, Mike, is it okay for me to be breathing this? Because it smells like delicious spring air. And he goes, well, you should know, Fazar, you're the electrical engineer. <laughs> and I was like, and this was like, like I said earlier, it was one of those moments where do I buy out of fear that I might lose something I have sure. or not get something I really want. Oh man, I can imagine. Or do I just surrender to the truth, right? So I just I just said, I'm no electrical engineer. I got hired off the street to paint neon tubes for ten bucks an hour. <laughs> so he laughed like you just did and he said, Well listen, uh the Disney wants to know, because Disney was the was producing it, sure. said uh Disney wants to know if you could stay on and be the uh, supervise the stunt. Right. And I said, I mean, because otherwise I'd be out of a job again if I didn't say yes. So I said, of course. So uh, within 10 minutes, I'm signing contra- you know, contracts and I'm the stunt supervisor for special effects of uh, Con Air. And <laughs> it was incredible. <clears throat> I just I was like, I have a wonderful job in a wonderful way. I give wonderful service for wonderful pay. And. Shortly after that, I was there for all the rehearsals and then the final shot. Mm-hmm. And uh, the day of the final shot had to be done at perfect, like sunset, to right. match the film shoots they got of, uh, of uh, the real Las Vegas, the sky and everything. Right. And we called in. It was really nice because uh, the producers, Disney, called back all the subcontractors that had worked in any part of the film to come watch this climactic uh, special effect. Larry Albright, Barbara was there, I was there. The uh, director yells, action. The plane comes down, smashes through the sign perfectly. We had six high-speed cameras going, explosives on there. Mm -hmm. And as soon as he said, cut, a big yell of applause. Wow. And I just keep thinking, six months after that, me and Lori were sitting in a movie theater watching Con Air, and we saw how it came out. And I was like, you know, if I snubbed my nose at that because I thought, no, I came out here to work in movies, not paint neon tubes yeah. or I'm an artist. Screw this. You know, right. it's almost like I have to. And this is where I get comfort in the idea of divine order, which right. is our daily word today. Yes. I get comfort in that because it helps me relax, mm-hmm. you know, my mind of I'm all alone. And it's like I'm making and just know that God's will is in charge. Right. And all I need is to just show up to take care of my needs, right. which at that time was the $10 an hour to meet our bills. Yeah. And God will do the heavy lifting. Yeah. You know? Which Beautiful. leads us perfect to the daily word. Mm-hmm. And uh, before we get to the daily word, though, yes. we usually like to take this time to uh, 
say our thank yous. Yes. Gratitude. Important. Very important. Very important. You know, one thing we want, who we never want to forget is our engineer, Jeff Comfort. Yes. Who, who makes not only us sound great, but all the other shows on Unity Online Radio sound great. Always. And why do we love Jeff Comfort? Because he takes us right into the comfort zone. Yeah. All right. And also a shout out to the prayer line, uh, 800-NOW-PRAY, which is 1-800-669-7729. And the reason we give a shout out to that is because we use it. That's right. And, you know, I get it. It's freaky. Oh, I'm not going to call it prayer line. You know, I'm a grown right. man. This is weird. Right. But, you know... It takes, you know, it, it's it it it's it's more of a coward to not ask for help. It's more courageous to ask for help. Yeah, if it's too heavy to carry, just reach out. Yeah, get it off your and, mind. And both myself and Ed and some of our other friends, we both we all appreciate the prayer line. I've used it often. Yes. We also like to have a thank you to our sponsor. Yes, we want to thank our sponsor, I Italy, the one-stop spot online for info and entertainment concerning Italy and Italian Americans. You can visit them online at i hyphen or i dash italy dot org i dash italy dot org and i'm really excited because i don't know if everyone knows i'm actually a cartoonist in real life <gasps> and uh i italy tv is using uh my my cartoon is actually opens their, that is uh, true their show. So that we- is correct You know what that means, Daryl? Means our uh, postal pit bull, Gabby. Oh, there she is! All right, hey, she's back. With she's another back. Letter. What do we got in the uh... in the mailbag? Let's dig in deep. Let's get one from the very bottom of the bag. Oh, here we go. Oh, look at this. It happens to be from next week's guest, Laura Harvey. Who's the Laura Harvey? Ed- Laura Harvey is the editor of the Daily Word. She is in Lee's Summit, Missouri. Daryl, why don't you go ahead and read what Laura Harvey had to say. I am loving your show. It's one of my new favorites. And I really enjoyed the Bless Your Miserable Boss episode. Lots of relevant stuff there. It's just enjoyable hearing you and Ed talk about putting principle into practice in everyday circumstances. It's great. Yeah. And you want to give him a heads up? We are actually, Laura Harvey is going to be a guest on uh, yes, an upcoming week, episode. Next week, she will be our guest. What's the, the theme we have next the week? The theme for next week is just give healing. up. No, right? just give up and say thank you. But, right. the, but the daily word the is daily healing. The daily word is healing. Just give up and say thank you will be next week's show. And uh, so why don't we get into the daily word for today, Daryl? Yes. And the daily word is, for those who don't know, it's an inspirational magazine with little daily inspirations uh, that you can subscribe to. Yes. You get by mail or online, uh, I mean, on your mobile device. And next week, Laura will be telling us uh, some fun new things that are happening that's, with the daily word. That's right. And if the daily word only inspires you once, you still get 11 more months. There you go. <laughs> Inspiration. That's right. All right. Today's Wednesday, uh, April 10th, 2013. Divine order. Divine order prevails in my life, and I'm grateful. When I face challenges, seeking advice from others may sometimes be confusing. Rather than look elsewhere, I remember to trust in divine order. As I enter a sacred time of prayer, divine order prevails. Resistant or rebellious thoughts become quiet 
And in the stillness, I open to divine wisdom. Confusion falls away as I acknowledge God's infinite intelligence. The mind of God holds a solution to every problem. I am one with divine mind. As I become still and receptive, ideas surface, and I feel a rush of energy. I prepare to take inspired action. When I put God first, divine order prevails in my life, and I am grateful. And then the Bible verse, which me and Ed used to run away from. Yes. And we get it, man. I mean, all the baggage I used to apply to the Bible in oh, my man. own mind. It was like, oh, I don't want to read the Bible verse. I would just skip it. Yes. And then I guess we, we just realized, you know, Bible verses are just, you know, positive, really old positive quotes. Well, I had been saying for my, yes, exactly. And I had been saying to my wife for years, I'd love to meet someone who can help me understand it in a way that I really get. And lo and behold, we, we have found a way. We found a way. And let me just read this real quick and you'll explain that. Yeah. When, a, when a land rebels, it has many ruler, rulers. But when an intelligent ruler, let me read this over. <laughs> when a land rebels, it has many rulers. But with an intelligent ruler, there is lasting order. Proverbs 28.2. Perfect. So we'd like to go into the message. It's a version of the Bible that we really love that actually our friends from the Pauline bookstore. The St. Pauli girls. Yes. One of which will be joining us in the last segment gave us the, this version of the Bible. And uh, so the message verse. And we like it because it gives contemporary, it puts Bible verses into contemporary language. Yeah, let's just say it dumbs it down a shit. Dumbs it down. Thank you. So from Proverbs 28.2 from the message, it's very simple. When the country is in chaos, everybody has a plan to fix it. But it takes a leader of real understanding to straighten things out. And you know what? I, I really, I take that as in my mind. You know, yes. when I'm indecisive, yes. it's like I have a million different leaders in my mind yes. tugging me to go, well, what about this? Well, maybe you should do this. Well, maybe I don't know. Well, maybe I right. should call a friend. Well, I don't know about that. But when I can can relax, we yes. always, our gut knows the truth. And you were sharing a great story that just happened to oh, you man, the other it day. Perfect. It was, and it's perfect. In the, the, in, the, in the Daily Word, it said, rather than look elsewhere, I remember to trust in divine order. And I had the opportunity to do that just recently when, um, well, on Sunday, I was surfing and my surfboard broke. Basically, I collided with my uncle. Sorry, Uncle Tom. But uh, (laughs) people don't realize that our studio is actually only five miles from the beach. That's right. That's right. So now I'm, I'm in a position where I was feeling bad about running into my uncle. I was ready to not take any action. I sat and meditated and realized, you know what? I'm not going to punish myself over this. That was the first step. That was the first thing that came. Said, you got to either fix the board or get a new board. So I started thinking, well, this is going to take cost a lot to fix. Let me just look online for a surfboard, see if I can find one around the same cost that it would be to fix it. So lo and behold, the perfect board that I had been describing showed up on the, the Craigslist in the local listings. So I decided to go over and check it out. I, I go over, and wouldn't you know, it's right down the street from the studio where we're standing right now. It's on my way home. Isn't that crazy how that happens? Yeah. I sat in my car. I blessed it because I had no idea where I was about. To, I was going into someone's apartment to look at a surfboard. I had no idea <laughs> what I was about to get into. I had like a fear of uh, fiction or something. I don't know. I don't know what was going to happen. Like that van in uh, what was Silence of the Lambs. Can you help me move this piano? And next sure. thing you know, they slam the door behind you. Yes, precisely. <laughs> But it wasn't that at all. I blessed it. I, I walked in. 
amazing. The board was amazing. Everything looked good. There was another guy there who uh, who was uh, very friendly. He came in to buy one board. He was going out with two. The man who was selling the surfboard happens to also work in special education. Which you do. Which I do for my school district. So we had all this in common. And I said, "This is the board looks great. Let me call my wife just to confirm. So I called my wife. She says, whatever, she says, whatever you're feeling, I'm on board with. So I said, all right, let me drive over to the ATM. Okay, whoa, whoa. So let's just slow down. So as far as everything is like, there should be no problem. Everything's positive. Oh Even your wife gives thumbs up. If you want the board, honey, grab the board. And then what happens? <laughs> then the voices start. These are not the wise rulers that we talked about today. One voice says, I don't even know if I like surfing. Now, I've been surfing for 25 years. <laughs> so one voice is saying, I don't know if I like surfing. Well, I've never heard of that brand of board. Maybe I should have done research. Oh all these God. things start popping up. Ugh. So I'm sitting in the parking lot. Now I'm feeling low. But down. isn't it crazy? Because I do that too. Things. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe, I, maybe I'm not really into cartooning after right. all. I'm going to throw out all these pads. What am I wasting? Exactly. It's like, dude, what are you thinking? It was wild. I literally was saying, I don't even know if I like surfing. Even though two days ago, I was like, oh, thank goodness I'm back in the water. This is what I love to do. So I called Daryl. He gave me his take. I called my brother. He reflected back to me about doing more research, which is I usually just go with the flow. I end up in the right place. Then I called my wife and told – well, after a while, I sat there and I said, let me just call my wife. At least let her know why I've been sitting in this parking lot for an hour and a half since I talked to her. (laughs) And she says – we talked for a few moments. Then she says, you're not going to believe what just happened. And I said, what happened? Well, because right, right now you can't make a decision. That's right. I'm like, my spine is like spilled out like a puddle of uh, water on the ground. Just like right. I'm just like a slippery fish. But I can't see what's going on. So I t- uh, my wife says, you're not going to believe what just happened. A book just arrived on the front step. And uh, she, she opened it up and she said, the book's called The Power of Decision. Did you order this? And then I remembered, <laughs> yeah, I just ordered it. And she picked it up. And she started to read from from it. And mind you, at this point, I was like, no, I, I can't understand why I'm not feeling good. I don't know what's going on. And she and she reads. It's a, the, 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 the chapter is called Stop Asking for Advice. And she just flipped to she this. She just flipped to this. It says the chronic advice seeker is a sorry soul. The inability <laughs> to accept the responsibility of running your own mind well, me, well, may well be the major sin of life. Leaning on the consciousness of others, you are not being what you can be. Eating three meals a day in restaurants will never make you a cook. Not until you enter your own kitchen and use its equipment can you start to cook. The first results may not be very inspiring, but at least you are now cooking. And intelligence, all intelligence abides in your consciousness and awaits your call upon it. So after I got that, whoa, whoa, I can't believe that's exactly what I needed to hear. And it literally shined light on something that at that moment was so obvious I just could not see it. So I said, all right, I'm getting this board. I know exactly what I want to do. I'm driving to the back to the apartment. And you're feeling good. I'm feeling good. And the funny thing was, though, then from underneath that feeling came a better choice that I, that I felt like making, which was God has something better for me. It just came really clear. It was like kind of hidden. Like I don't the, even need to get this board. Yeah. I have a hunch. Yes. And I was a so strong. clear. I went home on fire. I was so happy. I just went straight home. I realized – I don't have to worry, is this right or not? Because God always has something better for me. Then I got home. Man, I was so on fire. I even fixed the clog under the sink. I took the pipes apart. I've never done that before. And you did something else too. 
You did the clog under the sink? I did the clog under the sink. I fixed. I cleaned the litter box. But you got to understand, before I cleaned that pipe, I sat there and I said, I am deciding right now that this, this clog, and I held the pipe, I said, you are going to clear. And there was one pipe I couldn't get off. But wouldn't you know, while I was trying to get that one off, my other hand was fiddling with one pipe. And all of a sudden, my finger felt the clog. I took the clog out. The whole thing went through. It was amazing. I mean, uh, there was it's a- similar to how you were clogged with your thinking. And congested. I almost didn't even notice it. I almost said, no, no, I got to get this one done. But then I realized, wait a second, the whole thing just drained. Of course, I had gotten squirted with grease water in my eye before <laughs> that. But that just made it even that much more fun. So uh, divine order. It is always happening. So um, let's see here. We're about winding down with this segment before we have our next guest coming in. I mean, yes. our, our sister Rose for the third segment to talk about movies. Do talk about movies. And uh, how about we just read quickly the book of rock and roll Proverbs oh, comes yes. from the middle song, the middle by Jimmy eats world. And it says, Hey, don't write yourself off yet. It's only in your head. You feel left out or looked down on. Try your best. Try everything you can. And don't you worry what they tell themselves when you're away, because it just takes some time. You're in the middle of the ride. Everything, everything will be just fine. Everything, everything will be all right. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So coming up after the break, we have Sister Rose Bacata. Sister Rose at the Movies is her uh, blog. And uh, thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio. to be? It's a question we all ponder from time to time. Reverend Kelly Isola, host of Spiraling Consciousness and her co-authors, have crafted a guidebook that will take you on a profound journey. If you long for love, peace, and joy, or yearn for commitment, passion, calm, or clarity, this book teaches you that you already have all of these within you. Whatever you long to experience outside of you is an aspect of you wanting to be birthed. Who have you come here to be? 101 Possibilities for Contemplation is part daily reader, part spiritual practicum. Drenched in gorgeous imagery, each powerful page invites readers to dance, to leap, to sit still, to stand tall as they ponder the question, Who have I come here to be? Join the journey of self-discovery. Come explore the world within an infinite field of possibilities to discover who have you come here to be. To order your copy of Who Have I Come Here to Be? 101 Possibilities for Contemplation, go to www.whohaveyoucomeheretobe.com. That's www.whohaveyoucomeheretobe.com. 
We now return to the funniest thing. Here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. Welcome back to The Funniest Thing, where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. And today we have Sister Rose Picotta from Sister Rose Goes to the Movies in the studio. Yes. Hey, guys. Daryl and Ed, nice to be here. Yeah, Mom made us clean up the house because she knew you were coming. Oh, she did a really good job. Well, we did it. Oh, you did it. This is the cleanest Daryl's bathroom has ever been. In a decade. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Okay. So you got a joke for us today? I do. I I asked on Facebook and I got about 64 jokes, but here's the one I'm going to go with. Okay. What do John the Baptist and Winnie the Pooh have in common? They both love honey. No, they both have the same middle name. Uh, <laughs> our engineer loved that. I, I, I asked for clean jokes. Yeah, yeah, that is clean. But wait. Well, we're excited to talk to you about, since this is the Hollywood uh, version, is um, you actually, what we really enjoy about you, since we met you over at uh, Daughters of... Napoleon Books and Media. Right. Sisters of, or Daughters of St. Paul, or... Pauline sisters, right? So everyone knows you. The Pauli girls. I call her Saint Pauli girls. <laughs> Pauli girls. Oh, the blue nuns. Yeah, yeah the blue nuns. <laughs> That's right. That uh, you guys are like the hippest sisters we ever met because you're into all the creative things that you know, getting the message out in creative ways. Artists, uh, radio people, music, films, right? Uh, literature, yeah. And you actually um, review movies. I do, and I, we're not talking a about. Yeah. Well, we're not talking about those boring holy movies. No, we're no, talking yeah. about contemporary, yeah. uh, popular films. That's right. And um, can, oh, my latest, your latest, your latest favorite, favorite movie. movie. Give it to it's us. Opening up on Friday, it's forty-two. It's the Jackie Robinson story of when Branch Rickey decided to integrate baseball, and um, he, of course, was the manager of the Dodgers back then in nineteen forty-seven. So it's just an awesome film. And Harrison Ford, here he is playing a younger man. He's playing Branch Rickey at 65. How old is he? Uh, I don't know, but he's over 65. <laughs> <laughs> at the first day, it was a pretty good joke. It was pretty funny. Uh-huh. And um, boy, did they ever capture, um, if you see pictures of Branch Rickey, if you go on YouTube and see him, yeah. uh, Harrison Ford really got him really uh, personifies him well. And the young man who plays Jackie Robinson, his name is Chadwick Boseman. He's awesome. Mm. Just so good. And uh, wow, breaking that ceiling, that color barrier, Mm -hmm. must have been one of the most difficult things anybody ever did. Because um, Bryce Rickey, he's kept saying in the film, well, I'm doing it to, you know, make more money because Negroes like to come to to baseball. And he said... There are talented Negro players out there, and they are coming. So mm. we've got to make room for, right. for black players. But you find out at the end of the film that that isn't the only reason. I can't tell you. Uh, I can't tell you. Your listeners would hate me. Yeah, they would hate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't give it away. <laughs> but there's some really tense moments in it when uh, some of the other players are heckling him, and they don't just heckle. They're awful. And one of them, I can't remember his name now, but he played for the Philadelphia Phillies. He, within a year, he lost his job because he he couldn't re, he didn't realize that by picking on Jackie Robinson, he was creating sympathy. 
And the guy didn't even know what sympathy meant. He didn't get his own team manager. He said, you know, sympathy comes from the word to suffer and to suffer. And you're, you're realizing you're making everybody suffer with him. And the guy goes, what? But see, isn't that like a great spiritual law? I mean, we get what we put out. He actually got himself rejected from baseball in his attempts to negatively have Jackie Robinson rejected. Oh yeah, he really did. He he tried to keep going, but he he got kicked off the team. He got traded. Uh, oh, he got traded to the Pirates. Now the Pirates don't come off really well in here either. But and they did lose last week on opening day, right? To the Dodgers, didn't they? I, anyway, we were busy searching. Don't you? Don't you? <laughs> Our fans do. Okay, yes. well, there's a great book out on baseball, too, called Baseball as a Road to God by John Sexton, the president of NYU. Hmm. It is fabulous, and I really recommend it because it's about – it's not about, like, the stadium being a cathedral and all that special right. stuff. It's about the mystical experience that you can't even describe at um, when your home team, uh, you know, makes it big or wins the pennant. Oh, it's amazing, and it really shows baseball as part of really this fabric of our culture. And I, right. I was wondering, I put on Facebook, I said, do young people really pay attention to baseball? And some people thought that they didn't, but then others said, they do. you know, if I could afford it, I'd be at the baseball park every week. And so that's, ah, I mean, that's an issue, isn't it? Yes, it's right. expensive to go to the ball game, but at least there there is television and I wish kids would get out and play more because they're playing it on uh, what they're the yeah, program. Well, I like what yeah. you're talking about with the mystical experience. And isn't that part of what uh, what sort of your job in uh, combine, uh, going into the secular movies and bringing out the spiritual messages? Well, actually, I think it's 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 that, but it's also to kind of mediate um, the story and yes, to find what might be um, faith-based or might be very deeply human, too. Right. You know, and when you see people being really good human beings, that's also a very good spiritual message. It warms my heart. It's like going to church. It's like the feeling you get from a good sermon or something. Well, in 42, you're going to see some of these ballplayers who wanted to reject um, Jackie Robinson, but then you're going to see Pee Wee Reese. And you're going to see Leo DeRocher, who was the coach who got himself suspended from baseball for um, other reasons for a, a year. But um, these are people, names I grew up with, hearing right. hearing oh, their wow. names on TV when my grandma's watching mm-hmm. baseball on Sunday afternoons. But anyway, you're going to see them stand up and really stand beside Jackie and realize that they're all in this together. There's uh, a great interview today in the, mm-hmm. in the L.A. Times mm-hmm. um, about uh, a player who was on, uh, a, with uh, Jackie Robinson, um, not when they came to L.A., though, because they didn't bring him to L.A., but in 1955. But um, I know probably this is going over some people's heads, but you know what? Baseball history is interesting, mm-hmm. and it kind of parallels the, how our country has gone, too. Jackie Robinson started the civil rights era. Oh, you know, amazing. I mean, you have to, and that's what that's this amazing. this interview in the LA Times today. I can't remember the player's name, but um, he basically says that you cannot separate the civil rights movement and Jackie. What Jackie Robinson did? Mm. Did you know his brother was? Um, he ran with Jesse Owens in the Olympics in 1938, and he got the silver medal, and nobody ever talks about him. This is Jackie Robinson's brother. That's amazing. Wow. And Jackie Robinson lettered in every single sport. That he played in, I think, five or six sports at UCLA when he went there. This is great. This guy was 
Jackie Robinson was awesome. I love movies like this because they give me a renewed appreciation for something that right. we knew of, you know, in history and you knew about. But then you get this this side of the story and it's like, wow, this is a hero. Well, here's yeah. another part of it. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, who plays Jackie Robinson, he went to meet Rachel Robinson. She's 90 now. She was just at the White House last week. I think they showed the movie there. I see. And um, and he said, you know, sitting beside her and listening to her talk to me about what she loved about Robinson, how he was pigeon-toed, how he would never drink. He never drank. And how what she hated about him, what she loved about him. She said, he said, I could feel the edges of a man who could stand next to this woman. Wow. And, and she is. She has this dignity about her. And the foundation she started gives um, scholarships to young people. So it's a... No, it's a great American story. What? That's great. And that opens this weekend. It does, yes, it opens Friday, and, correct? And I have a big review coming out in the Tidings. That's the Archdiocese of oh, Los Angeles. Sweet. So if they didn't cut it too much. Okay. I'm going to put the whole thing on my blog, okay? SisterRoseMovies.com. And we're going to put that on our Facebook page. Yeah, yeah so the funniest people can thing see it. on that fan page, yeah. so it'll be easy to get to. I was thinking, what's one quality that you saw in Jackie Robinson that allowed him to do what he did? We're about to get out of here for the day. I was just wondering if you could give me one like quality that he had that allowed him to do what he did. What would that be? He kept saying, God made me to last. I am not going to give up. Perseverance. Yeah. God made me to God last. God made he me said, to last. And that's, that comes out. Yeah. Don't give up. Five yeah. minutes before the miracle yeah. is what it reminds me of. That's right. Yeah. Our joyful, simple tip of the day was don't run away now or... You'll miss the miracle. You'll miss the miracle. There you go. And I have this present for you. Don't forget. Oh, what do I have Okay, here? for the studio here, I brought this little statue. It's a little kitschy of St. Clara of Assisi. Now, she's the patroness of television. Oh, my goodness. Because to tele- television means to see from a distance. And she had ah. this vision of Christmas. She couldn't go to Mass, and she had this vision while she was sick in bed. Now, this is like 800, 900, year, 900 years ago, but when television was invented, um, Pope Pius XII named her the patroness. That is perfect. It says, enjoy quality yeah. TV. Yeah. St. Clair. Exactly. And it, there's a prayer, and it says, I, dear St. Clair, I ask that you bless my television with clear reception and good color balance. I also ask you for your assistance in choosing quality programs that provide me with endless hours of enlightening entertainment. Quality programs. Sounds like our show. All right. And with help from Jeff Comfort. Yes. We're about to get out of here. Let me read a couple lines from this quote from Roger Ebert, uh, which said, Kindness covers all of my political beliefs. I believe that if at the end, according to our abilities, we have done something to make others a little happier and something to make ourselves a little happier, that is about the best we can do. We must try to contribute joy to the world. That is true no matter what our problems, our health, our circumstances. We must try. I didn't always know this, and I'm happy I lived long enough to find out. So, And that's from movie reviewer Roger, Roger Ebert, Ebert, who just passed me. Yeah, so we thought that was an appropriate way to end the show today. So look on the fan page for a link to Sister Rose's blog. Remember, Divine Order, believe it or not, it's always working. Next week, we'll be joined by Laura Harvey, the editor of the Daily Word magazine. And, uh, you know, send your stories, comments, and suggestions. The funniest thing at unityonlineradio.org. And thank you for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed on Unity Online Radio. Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. 
Listen in every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Central as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. At the base of all life is the infinite wellspring of Source, and each of us has a unique way of expressing that Source as an individualized soul. Do you enjoy the company of inspiring people who are living on purpose? Do you want to live joyfully attuned to your own unique soul expression? Host Rev. Kristen Powell welcomes you to join the gathering of souls who live this way. You'll meet artists, naturalists, and other soulful expressions that will inspire you to call forth the most alive, passionate version of yourself. Get into the natural stream of your own soul by tuning into Soul Stream live every Wednesday at noon Central Time on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Inspiration only takes a moment. Take a moment now to reflect on these words from Rev. Joan Gattuso. According to an ancient Hindu teaching, if you can only speak the truth and tell no lies, either minuscule or outrageous, for 12 consecutive years, you can attain enlightenment. A noble being will always tell the truth. Do you? Begin now with the first step of simply noticing if you do tell the truth immediately or if your first instinct is to alter the facts a bit. Resolve to be honest with yourself and others starting today. And after 4,383 days, you just may become enlightened. This meditative moment is brought to you by Unity. Are you ready for the next steps on your spiritual path? If you are, you won't want to miss the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Rev. Ellen Grace O'Brien from the Center for Spiritual Enlightenment in San Jose, California. Essential insights and practices from the ancient yoga science of self-realization show us how to live healthier, happier, more balanced lives. The benefits of spiritually conscious living start now. For a time-tested method to live with purpose and realize your infinite potential, tune in to the Yoga Hour, Living the Eternal Way, with Rev. Ellen Grace O'Brien, every Thursday morning at 10 Central, 8 a.m. Pacific, only on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. Sometimes you feel so alone and overwhelmed, you don't know where to turn. These days, it seems like there is no end to our problems. We invite you to connect with Silent Unity, the 24-hour prayer ministry, where someone is waiting to pray with you right now. Since 1890, Silent Unity has always been there. No judgment or dogma, just someone affirming the best for you. Call 816-969-2000 today. 
You can also connect online at unityprayervigil.org. 